Uh, this last week has been a little bit trying, uh, to say the least. This last week has been a little bit different. And quite honestly, right now, um, our, churches sh our church should be in transition fr from 9 o'clock Mass into 11 o'clock Mass. Saying goodbye to some, saying hello to some. Um, and it just doesn't feel right. Uh, I've been able to, the last couple of days, I, I, I saw my parents, talked to them for a little while, had a good time with them. Um, but I've noticed just like being around my family and being around uh, other friends and stuff, even recognizing on my, myself, um, my, my, this morning my phone popped up with a notification that said, I'm spending a lot more time on, <laughs> on my phone, on my screen time. It's tracking more time. And I was, was kind of thrown back. And uh, Facebook has, has definitely peaked, um, not only from the streaming stuff that we've been doing, but just in general. It seems like there's a couple of things to do. There's, you can eat, <laughs> um, so you, you can get fat. Uh, welcome to the club. Uh, you can, so you can eat, um, you can scroll through Facebook and try and find, and then like try and just find out what other people are doing to waste their time. Uh, or you can try and become your own scientist and figure out everything there is to know about COVID-19 and what it's, what's actually going on. Read all the conspiracy theories about it's not really a thing and then read all of this conspiracy theory, or all of the people refuting the conspiracy theories who are actually doctors and have letters in front and behind their name. But I noticed in our conversations, in my conversations with my family and with others, um, that we're spending a lot of time, uh, I think, just that I've noticed, is I, I've been spending a lot of time just kind of wasting time. Um, I had somebody send me a, a, a meme or a little picture of sorts, and it said on it, it was, uh, in 1665, Sir Isaac Newton was forced into his home because of the bubonic plague. Uh, in that year, in that year at home, he invented calculus, parts of optics theory, and allegedly the apple that led to his laws of motion fell on his head. The year 1665 is known as the miraculous year because of this. Now I remember whenever I got that, it was in such contrast, Sir Isaac Newton's year alone was in such contrast to what I've been experiencing of watching dumb YouTube videos of people getting hurt or cursing. Um, I think for us, we find ourselves in this situation, we try and make the best of it by having mass online or uh, by doing some kind of devotions. But I do think for us, there's a desolation of sorts that has kind of settled in because our churches are supposed to be full today. We're supposed to have people at Mass, and instead, it's only a few. I will say, though, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, whenever he was uh, developing his spiritual exercises, two of his rules of his exercises, I think, are very, very, um, are very uh, applicable to the desolation we find ourselves in. Uh, rule eight, he says those in desolation should pay attention and look forward to upcoming consolations, knowing that there is gonna be a consolation, there is gonna be a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, when, I was a, when I was a seminarian, I was able to go, I had an experience of being able to go on a 30-day silent retreat. Um, before, you, if you're breaking down laughing, it's true, I was quiet for 30 days, at least mostly quiet. Um, I, but on that retreat, I remember 
it was a, it was a struggle at times. Um, day five, I thought it, it, it felt like a week. Like it, it was just a few times during the course of that retreat that it was a struggle to stay plugged in and to be on the retreat. Four holy hours a day, a conversation with my spiritual director every day. And I remember talking to my spiritual director and him just for the first week just having to keep me plugged in, keep me plugged in. One of the images that continued to stick in my mind, one of the people that I, I, I recognized the, that I was missing more than any um, was my nephew. And I remember sitting in prayer and just thinking about what it was going to be like whenever I was coming home through the terminal in New Orleans and my nephew would run up to me and come give me a hug. There was something about that that like while I was in prayer was both very, very consoling and at the same time it was gut-wrenching because it wasn't the reality. I was in Omaha, Nebraska in silence for a month. I don't know about you, but I, I have had in the last week, I've had multiple times of just kind of thinking, what's the church going to be like? whenever we are back together? What's the church going to be like when we're back home, back in our pew, um, back in our church with our music and with our, our community coming back together? I think it's a two-edged two sword, double-edged sword there, because there's a consolation of the dream of what that's going to be like. But there's also a desolation that we're not there right now. There's a sadness of not being there right now. So we can hope in looking forward, but we also, just right now, can recognize that we're not there yet. The second rule of this, of, of St. Ignatius of Loyola, that I think is very fitting, is that it, in, the one in desolation should act against the desolation. What does that mean, to act against the desolation? More prayer, more meditation, more examination, more penance. We're still in Lent. Whether, we've want, whether we, we recognize it or not in the world, our penance has either gone out the window or we're still holding true to it. Man, I want a Diet Coke. Um, we're still in Lent. So we act against the desolation. Prayer and still how do we give of ourselves to those around us more prayer more meditation more examination more penance how is it that we're acting against the desolation of right now in our families um, if you're a teacher or if you're a if you're, your office is closed or something and you have kids at home how are you working into each day some kind of time of prayer How are you working into today, into each day, for each of us, I think, now that time might be a little bit more, we might have a little bit more time, how is it that we're working a little bit more meditation, a little bit more prayer with scripture, a little bit more spiritual reading, um, watching a video, listening to a podcast, something that'll help us to kind of just sit and be with God. Examination, how am I looking at myself? How can I grow from this? More penance, how do I hold to those little fasts? that are committed to before all this began. That's a, that's a little bit different than scrolling through Facebook and watching dumb videos. 
of sharing the, 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 next, the latest meme about toilet paper. I think all of us have an opportunity here to really grow in holiness, to really let this time be a time that makes us into saints. In the history of the church, over and over and over again, saints have been born out of the church in the times of the biggest tribulations. Our second reading today, St. Paul, take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Let us be a saintly people. Let us be a people that God is calling to himself that do more prayer, more examination, more meditation, more penance. Let us act against the desolation of the time to be the saints that God is calling us to be, even now when circumstances are out of our control. A friend of mine shared with me a, 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 something that I think is very fitting with this. It says, I'm pretty excited for the biographies decades from now that are going to say, Saint so-and-so was lukewarm in the practice of her faith until the Great Lent of 2020, when much of the world was deprived of the sacraments for weeks on end. The hunger she felt during that desert season drove her to a deep love of Jesus and the Eucharist. When Mass was reopened to the public, she became a daily communicant and an unparalleled evangelist. Are we willing to let this season, to let this great Lent, the Lenten season always is supposed to make us look and sound and be more like Jesus, but are we willing in our life to make the commitments to let this season make us a saint? Let us cast off the fruitless works of darkness. And as St. Paul says, embrace being the children of light.